0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude
1: What my son came and visited you.
0: Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist.
1: I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show.
0: The Sports Psychology Hour, the best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure
1: and losing and screwing up. Is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
1: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
0: I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you
1: do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes.
0: And now... Here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by therapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
1: Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our Sports Psychology Hour here at our flagship station, of Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. As you know, I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., and we delve into the world of your mind and sports and attitudes and confidence and sportsmanship and all those types of things. I've been on the air here for 31 years, last 21 at Sports Radio 810 WHBM, and my 42nd year of work as a sports psychologist. And I really enjoy doing this show because the purpose of this show is to talk about mindsets, attitudes, the psychology of sports. And uh, my producer Dylan and I were talking just before I came on the air, and, you know, it's interesting, when I started back in 1981, uh, basically, there, sports psychologists didn't exist. There were very, very few, if any. And throughout, throughout the years, the mental side of sports has developed uh, into a very prominent and important component of, of athletics. And I, I've shared this story many times. When I moved home, I stopped at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs and interviewed Uh, It was August fourteenth, nineteen eighty-one. I know that because it was my mom's fiftieth birthday that day. I had to get back here to celebrate her her fiftieth birthday. And um, the assistant head of sports medicine interviewed me for about twenty minutes and said, "Listen, we'll we'll put your name on file, but but we don't need any of you Ph.D. types of people telling us what's wrong with our athletes." And on the drive home from Colorado to here, just the the more I drove the more infuriated I got in the sense of, that's that's the, the assistant head of sports medicine at the Olympic team, and he doesn't get it. He didn't get it. And I'm like, what's his deal? Uh, why don't they understand the mental side of sports? And one of the things that was interesting was nine months later I got a phone call from them uh, seeing if I'd be interested in working with the the team. U.S. Cycling Federation and I started with them and uh, at that point I've been working at K E with the track teams and throughout the years I've seen sports psychology develop, become a prominent aspect of sports um, most professional teams now have some kind of mental professional working with them whether it's dealing with performance enhancement types of, pro- of, of, of issues or, or, or topics or just having somebody there to talk with the athletes. Throughout my career. I've, I've dealt with. Professional athletes who are suicidal. I've, I've dealt with depression. Drug abuse. Uh, personal relationship issues. Self-esteem issues. Confidence issues. All these types of things. Um, alcohol. Drug abuse. It's, it's been a topic that we've talked about a lot. And. There's one person, however, who I believe plays a huge role in all this, and that's the role of the coach. And throughout my work, especially now with, with <clears throat> younger athletes, um, middle school age, high school age, even college age athletes, what I what I'm seeing is how bigger role that coaches can play positively or negatively in an athlete's life and it's great to know the X's and O's it's great to know how to set up a defense, it's great to know how to swing a baseball bat how to get, get your load going, how to step into to your serve on the tennis court, how to swing a golf club but In the end, I think, you know, and I've said this many, many times. A good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. And quite frankly, there there are so many great coaches out there, but there are really a lot of coaches that aren't very good. And it's about ego. You know, I, I have a saying a good coach takes his or her ego at the door. Meaning it's not about them, it's about the athletes. Now, you see coaches who lose it a lot. You see coaches who can't control their emotions. You know, the the University of Iowa basketball coach, Fran McCaffrey, once again, a week or so ago, they were talking about him in Iowa, about losing control with... The referees after a game, he's had an issue with that. You hear about coaches who can't control their emotions. I get it; coaches get angry, coaches get frustrated. I get all of that. But in the end, what are you teaching athletes? So I, I want to open up our phone lines today early in the show. And I, I you know, I, I've interviewed throughout my 31 years on the radio, dozens and dozens, probably, probably hundreds of coaches. On this show and we're now I if you're if you're aware of it I now am doing a Facebook live show every Tuesday night from 7 to 730 and we are going to start the whole program is going to be now focused on interviewing on that show interviewing coaches about the issues they have as a coach as a person dealing with athletes or athletic directors and that's going to become a main priority of that show it's the Sports Psychology Hour Dr. Andrew Jacobs is what that's called on Facebook. But I'd like to know what kind of a role your coach has played in your life. Was it good or bad? And if it was positive, what were some of the things they taught you, helped you with, guided you with? I'm going to throw out a compliment to my tennis coach. If you know I played tennis, that was my sport. And, uh, in fact... (laughs) Just a little side bit. I ran into someone the other day. It was my son's birthday. We're out to dinner. And one of my sister's high school friends, who I haven't seen in years, came over and said, yeah, you you were, you were a really good tennis player. My son was like, oh, so it really was true. I said, well, yeah, I did play. Okay, so there you go. Um, but my tennis coach, his name was John Bragan, built KC Racquet Club, taught hundreds of people, raised three daughters who two of which are state champions, uh, played a role in my life in, in the sense of he was a very even keel guy, he was a very positive man, and he had a big role in so many young tennis players' lives because he was an upbeat, positive guy. And I think, you know, if you are an athlete, what kind of a role has your coach played for you or have you had a coach that really wasn't very good, that you didn't like, that didn't play you, wasn't fair? And how would you deal with that? So I'd like to open up our phone lines and get some calls in here. What kind of a role did your coach play for you? And if you are a coach, what do you think your role should be? What is it? Our phone number is 913 3810 913 Coaches are human beings. Surprise. They're not Teflon. They're people. They have issues. We just we just saw a couple of issues with some professional NFL coaches who got fired the past week, one for drinking, one for supposedly groping a woman after a game. I mean, you, you can't do that. So if they're doing that, what's that saying about the players they're coaching in terms of what they think? So if you are a coach, I'd like to hear from you. What do you see your role being when you're coaching the athletes you coach? Older, younger, male, female, doesn't matter, boys, girls, doesn't matter what the sport. What do you see your role being and how is it positive or negative? 913 3810 our number. I'd like to hear from you on that. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. And, you know, if you're a parent and you're about to sign your kids up for for a team or they're going to be on the high school team, what are you looking at in terms of the coach who's going to coach your son or daughter? Are you looking for technical skills? psychological skills in terms of understanding the positives and negatives you know and and perhaps the biggest thing for a coach i think is is first and foremost understanding where they're at and and like i said if you're a, if you're a good positive coach i think you've got a good grounding with who you are and it's also important i think to have an assistant coach who works with you who can balance you out sometimes. I mean, like I said before, coaches are people. They do get upset. They do get happy. And if you screwed up as an athlete, the coach's job, from my perspective, is to teach you what you did wrong and what you need to do to make it right. All right, let's see if we can get some calls in here. 913-3810. is the number. 913-3810. Eight, ten. If you're a coach, what do you see the role you have coaching the kids, the athletes you coach? How important is the mental aspect, A? And B, do you have psychological training as a coach to understand, to know when you've got an athlete who's in a crisis, who's, who's troubled? Who's hurting? And what do you do if that's the case? Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. So Dylan, when you played, did you ever have a coach who maybe wasn't the most positive person and maybe left a negative impact on you? And at the same time, did you have a coach that did the opposite that made you feel really good?
0: Uh I early on I think There was a lot of positivity in my coaching because it was a lot of parents uh, of kids on the team. So they kind of like want you to do just as well as their sons. And they also want to treat you kind of the same, at least in my experience, the same as their sons. So that was a really positive experience when I was growing up to have a lot of positive reinsurance going through the trials of learning sports, basically. Um, It wasn't until you get older and things kind of start to get more tense that you run into coaches, it feels like that are, you know, maybe a little harsher and go about it a different way. Um, I don't really, I kind of like to pride myself on having a little bit of like thicker skin. So it wasn't really anything that I ever was like maybe beaten off the path or something like that because of a coach in the past. But I've had harsh coaches where, um, it's very hard to respond to that versus the, Positive reinforcement. Okay, give, give us gonna, me, give us an quit.
1: example. Of what you mean right there? A harsh coach. When you when you've had a coach like that. Come again. When you've had a coach that was sort of hard on you, okay? What was it about that coach, in in a negative way, that that maybe
0: wasn't positive? Um, it was more just like the. You know, it, he was very quick to point out mistakes of practice, very minimal mistakes, running for mistakes. There was, you know, punishment for mistakes in practice, things like that. Were what age it. were
1: you? What sport are you talking about?
0: So I was in college, actually. This is a junior college baseball. And in the fall, it kind of seems like they try and weed people out of the team because everyone, even walk ons, will. Uh, be on the team during the fall, and then you kind of cut down the roster for the spring. Um, so, in my experience, it seemed like the fall practice of one of the colleges that I went to was a little bit harsher than many of the practices I've ever had in baseball just because of the fact I think he was trying to, you know, do a process of elimination by trying to see who was the weakest link. And that can kind of like mess with people, I feel like. Weakest. Both, I think. Because there was a lot of conditioning and a lot of drills that brought that out of you, that brought the mental, brought, you know, fast-paced decision-making out of people. And kind of, I mean, looking back on it at the time, I didn't like it. But now that I'm talking about it right now, it kind of, it makes sense of what he was doing. I just, maybe the method was not the best. When you kind of like, I think the best coaches at least tailor their, um, you know, I guess, discipline, for lack of a better term, towards the player. Like, am I going to yell at this guy? Does he respond to that or not? Than the guys that just treat every player the same. I think that's the better way to do it.
1: And, and Yeah, I agree with you on that. And and that's where confidence comes in in, in, in terms of benefiting or, or damaging self-confidence. And that's one of the things that I've noticed with so many young athletes, especially, is how easily their confidence can be knocked down which results in them losing faith in themselves, losing faith in the team, faith in the coach, and then then they don't want to do well. So, want to get get some calls in here. If you're a coach, how do you? How important is the mental aspect of coaching for you? Do you deal with it or do you not deal with it? Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. And if you're a parent, what are you looking for in terms of the coach for your kids? What do you want to know about their psychological training or knowledge? You know, because to me, in the end, that area plays maybe a bigger impact than anything else on on young athletes. All right, our phone number is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'd love to hear if you're a coach. How important is the mental aspect for you? How do you teach it? And I'd also like to see if your bra- if your coach is brave enough to call who's maybe screwed up before and has recognized that and has learned from that, like to hear from you as well. What did you learn and, and what did you change about your coaching style? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Give me a call and let's talk. Our phone number is 913